0: He's reading, <clears throat> excuse me, is from John chapter 4, verses 7 through 26. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews did not share things in common with Samaritans. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true, the woman said to him. Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, woman believe me the hour is coming when you will worship the father neither on this mountain nor in jerusalem you worship what you do not know we worship what we know for salvation is from the jews but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father seeks such as these to worship god god is spirit and those who worship God must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God.
1: let's pray holy God you speak to us and sometimes we don't get it other times we instantly get it and yet you never stop speaking we are deeply grateful holy God amen it's the wrong day to start off with dust but dust we must do At least the rain is not pounding down as it was a half hour ago. Concentrate, consider dust. Dust. Desert. Dust. Dust that clings to the pores of your skin, hides in your ears, your nose, gets into your teeth and your eyes. Dusty, dusty feet, sandals, clothes, Dry dust embedded in your hair, your shirt, your throat. Throats are parched. Energy is waning. Dusty grit in our drink, very unpleasant. Our voices are dry and dusty. Oh, for the healing touch of clear, fresh water. But all we see is dust. In the dusty town of Sikkar in ancient Samaria, a woman seeks water. I need water for cooking lunch and to clean up some of this dust. She says as she heads to the city well, a clay jar in her hand. And she thinks the others must have left the well by now. They come in the cool hours of the early morning to collect their household water for the day. The well in any city in first century is a meeting place where stories are told, true and untrue. Gossip is exchanged, usually damaging some innocent person as gossip does. And everyone finds a friend, everyone but the likes of one who knows use and abuse, and people are now afraid and steering clear. These are the ones who endure the judgmental sideways glances, the whispering of the ignorant and the opinionated, those who do not know cast judgment. Those who know the terrors of use and abuse. Know what it is like to be looked at without anyone taking the slightest interest in who you are and what your story is. Why? Because they're afraid of your story. They don't want that experience themselves. So you are not seen. When you have experienced use and abuse, because you're not known. To be loved is to be known. And so to be unknown is to be unloved. It is a barren, dusty existence, being unknown and unloved like the dry desert sand. Now this woman walked to the city well alone avoiding the wagging tongues of dry empty words from the village of Sikkar all of the people who would have come to the well at an early morning when it wasn't so hot and it was easier to lug water back home. And she comes at full noon. Not belonging, but thirsty for love. This woman in Samaria would like to be seen as someone with more than just two eyes, two ears, a mouth, and a nose. Somebody to ignore, somebody to avoid, somebody to walk around. But even her features are blurred. What color is her hair? All the town knows is she has a reputation. She would like people just someone just one person to stop and see her to look at her in the eye and maybe even say how are you they she would like somebody to see who she could be instead of who she has to be right now all of her hopes her dreams her knowledge her fear she would like somebody to notice but That is too much to hope for, too much to pray for. So she walks alone in the heat of the noonday sun, alone with her own pain, which keeps her company, the pain of her own private disappointments, the pain that keeps her from hoping, the pain of feeling unknown and unloved. She is thirsty for acceptance and the pain makes her walk in the noonday sun to avoid the dusty crowds may i have a drink of water she hears somebody is speaking to me she looks up and sees far more in one person than anybody sees in her And she thinks, he cannot be asking me, a woman with a reputation, an outcast in society, he cannot be asking me for a drink. She doesn't say this, but I'm guessing it's in her mind. He cannot ask her unclean hands to touch a clay jar to offer him a drink, even though he thirsts. Yet she too thirsts, and she feels compassion for somebody who needs a drink of water. Why can he not see the obvious? He cannot be found speaking to me. Now, to a simple question, may I have a drink of water? The thoughts going through her head, I imagine, include... The uncomfortable position he has now put her in of aiding him when actually she would kind of like a little bit of help. Silly man asking her for water. Doesn't he know he's not allowed to ask me for this? To be known, to be loved, to be unknown, to be unloved. And so the pattern continues. And her thirsty voice has to explain to this stranger at the well why it is not possible for her to do as he asks. Why do men bother her so? Samaritans, particularly a woman, may not engage with a Jew. Jesus replies she replies huh are you a prophet is this good or is this bad yes she had been married five times five husbands five rejections humiliated five times now the law allowed a husband to divorce a wife but not a wife to divorce a husband a man could divorce a wife For absolutely any reason, he chose. The stew was burned. Do not like your hair. The water is dusty. Whatever the excuse, it could be permitted. But maybe I'm just repeating historical prejudices given to this woman. Perhaps she has been widowed. And in being widowed, the family gave her to the next brother or to the next brother. So not just rejection and shame, let's add grief. I do not know. I am only jumping into the story, trying to wear her dusty sandals to get a bit more understanding on this exchange. Grief, loss, shame, rejection. So in this scene, this woman has a sixth relationship and this man would not give her the honor or the status of matrimony, which is crucial in the first century. Her opinions are zero her status was zero her expectations became zero yet her dusty eyes were willing to jump open as soon as Jesus continued to demonstrate the willingness to look at her and engage with her as if maybe he knew her obviously he couldn't know her because if he did know her he wouldn't be talking to her but maybe Eyes open there's something in this person that is different to be known is to be loved yet she is skeptical who could blame her if you are a prophet you would know the pain that has been handed down by my losses Which, by the way, thank you very much for bringing up and reminding me about them all. Couldn't we have taken this conversation into a different direction? Jesus offers living water. Well, that sounds very attractive because living water is water that's moving, therefore it's really clean. But through it all, she remains tenacious as she is now having a theological discussion with a Jew, an outsider in her hometown, and her conversation is as a disciple to a tutor. She is having a seminar with God. Hasn't quite figured this out yet, but she will very, very shortly. Stop and think about what the gospel writer is giving you in this scene. First, It is the longest discourse between two people in the gospels. One of whom is a woman with a reputation who shows more faith in the possibility of the Messiah than the disciples showed Jesus himself as they continually questioned him. She is the one who brings up the link of this well with her ancestor Jacob and the story of God's people. She is the one who reminds Jesus of appropriate boundary keeping according to his Jewish law. She is having a seminar with God that she is leading. She is the one who offers Jesus water. And she is the first person to whom Jesus speaks without ambiguity. I am he that's kind of right out there now to the disciples he said who am I when she mentions the promised Messiah with words of hope and faith he tells her what he hasn't told the disciples those beautiful words spoken by God to Moses I am that I am now in their discussion Jesus never accuses or condemns her I appreciate the way Scott read the gospel lesson no accusation okay here are the bare facts he is treating her as a disciple an equal with the 12, who, by the way, aren't even here. And this is, uh, this is a really long passage. It's all of chapter 4. And where are the disciples? They're off buying food. And when they come back, do they say, praise God, Jesus is speaking to a Samaritan woman? No. What do they do? They judge. But we'll just leave their reactions out there. Jesus is treating her as an equal, and they did not like it when they saw it. By repeating her history, he is letting her know two things. I know you. Every hurt stored up inside, every hope that is being quashed, every dread from your past, I know you. And it does not frighten me. I will tell you about you, and I will tell you about me. Yes, I am the Messiah, and I have loved you before I knew you, which is why, by the way, I'm sitting on this well, waiting for you at noon when I knew you would be coming. We opened up with a comment from Mary Oliver about prayer. There it is. I was sitting here before you arrived, waiting for you. Now we stand, you and I stand, in the woman's shoes, her her dusty sandals. Right now, she does not feel the grit, the scratch, the discomfort of heat and dust. What she feels is something utterly refreshing, more like life-giving water that doesn't even need to touch her lips. She feels mercy, love, trust, hope. She feels new birth, new hope, a new voice. To be known is to be loved. To be loved is to be known. When you have been thirsty to be known, to be loved, finding it is like this gushing sense of fresh water over a rock in the desert. What does she do she leaves her clay jar at the well she abandons it it's empty there's no well water and she runs to the town that rejected her that she was avoiding to tell them you have got to come and see he might just be the Messiah it's that close to being an apostle the first apostle we give to Mary at the tomb this woman is this close maybe she left that jug there at the top of the well for Jesus to use because after all he did ask for a drink of water and he didn't have anything to fetch water with so maybe he could use her jug and maybe that's why she left it maybe she was so overcome with relief and refreshment that who needs water I have the sense of the Messiah right here I need to go tell others maybe She wanted Jesus to be able to hand a drink to those disciples when they arrived. Maybe she left the jar, her own clay jar at the well, as a symbol of a new life that would begin for her and leaving the old life behind. No more failed relationships, no more attacks on her esteem that would get to her heart because she has something new She had tasted of the living water, and now she was prepared to live. In closing, she changes. Isn't change hard? Yes. Now, this story makes her change easy, but change is always hard. And if it isn't hard, it is risky. But sometimes, change is the most empowering experience we can go through. So now I recommend to you, I'm stepping away from the story. I recommend to you the book or the movie, up for an Academy Award, Women Talking. And I recommend it cautiously. You may need to skip a part or two. But please do not skip much. There is a discussion that you absolutely must hear and a conversation about our traditions that needs to be faced. Sometimes water is so much more than water. Amen.